The BYU Cougars and TCU Horned Frogs are set to renew acquaintances after their longtime Mountain West rivalry went on hiatus with the Cougars going independent and obviously the Horned Frogs joining the Big 12. Well, now they're back together in the Big 12. They're going to play for the first time tomorrow afternoon in Fort Worth. What do we make of that matchup? And also, we'll catch up with both Marcus McKenzie and Ian Fitzgerald to talk about their roles for BYU going into this game. All ahead on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, and today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people right for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. All right, BYU, TCU, the renewal of what was a pretty wild rivalry. Uh, those of you of a certain age, now obviously a number of you have probably have come of age in the past 12 seasons or so that BYU has been an independent football program, but those of you like myself who grew up in the era of the WAC and the Mountain West will remember TCU and BYU and will remember LaDainian Tomlinson, Casey Pahal, Andy Dalton, some of the great uh, players, uh, Jeremy Curley, man, um, who else am I thinking of? Just some of the great TCU Horned Frog legends of yesteryear who went head-to-head with BYU. Let's say that BYU didn't have any legends in those games. John Beck, Max Hall, uh, Kyle Van Noy. Like you, you, there were some very, very good football players who are still playing football to this day in certain circumstances in the professional ranks who are part of these matchups when the Horned Frogs and the Cougars once upon a time played annually as members of the Mountain West Conference. I can vividly remember sitting in the West Stands as a young buck in the, it was probably the mid to late 90s, and uh, TCU had come in, it was a whack uh, match, I have to look back probably at the year, it was the mid to late 90s, and LaDainian Tomlinson was playing for TCU at the time, and my grandpa, I was, who I was at, at that game with, says, hey, that guy, he's going to be the next great running back uh, to come out of college football and go to the NFL, and all of us know what uh, LaDainian Tomlinson LT went on to do uh, for the San Diego Chargers, and it, it's it's been a really, really uh, fun rivalry that has been on hiatus for far too long, it feels like. And now that BYU is a member of the Big 12 Conference, it's very exciting to think about the renewal of this. Is it going to have the same hostility that it had it, that it once had? TBD, obviously, because uh, you go down there and win a game uh, potentially as early as tomorrow down there in Fort Worth. That's obviously going to uh, cause TCU fans to be like, oh, here comes BYU again. The other thing is, uh, Senor Froggy Pants, as I like to call him, uh, Gary Patterson is no longer roaming the sidelines uh, for TCU. He had an incredible run uh, down there uh, at TCU. When I call him Senor Froggy Pants, is he was constantly adjusting his pants. You, any of you who watched uh, Gary Patterson know exactly what I'm talking about. And he was the guy that uh, put a BYU uniform and helmet on their tackling dummy uh, to really engender, like, hey, we we don't like BYU, and they made it personal. And it just it made for a really really 
really fun series. And it didn't hurt that both of those teams, speaking of BYU and TCU, in the run that they had in the Mountain West together, were very, very top, very, very good top 25 caliber programs. Obviously, TCU went on to win a Rose Bowl during that run, had an absolutely incredible run uh, that outclassed what BYU was doing at the time, but it didn't mean that BYU wasn't doing their part. And obviously, the only time that BYU's had college game day on campus uh, was that 2009 matchup, if I recall correctly, with TCU coming in here and the Horned Frogs just thoroughly uh, whipped BYU in that game. But it, it, it's just one of those things. This rivalry is going to be really, really fun. Do I have really any good feel for tomorrow's game? I, I feel like I've got a, a, a feel for it. But with Josh Hoover making his first career start in place of the injured Chandler Morris for TCU, it adds a whole new wrinkle to this game. Now, I have seen the line uh, from different betting sites. And, of course, FanDuel is our official partner here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I appreciate their patronage. Uh, but I've seen it get as low as three points for BYU in this game. I'm taking BYU in whatever points you want to. So BYU plus three in certain circumstances. I know it opened like a six and then moved down to five. So I have five and a half, but. I think BYU should be confident going into Fort Worth tomorrow. Uh, you guys probably heard the conversation. If you didn't, I'd, I'd encourage you to go back and check it out, uh, our weekly conversation with Connor Pay. Uh, he essentially cut out the TCU fan base for being essentially a fake fan base or a fickle uh, bandwagon type fan base that when they're good, like the run the TCU had last year making that run to the national title game, people are all on board. They're selling that place out, but they're dumping tickets this week at 3-3. Three and three, And we had Steven Simcox, our crossover edition of the podcast yesterday uh, talking about this, and he talked about the fact that uh, TCU fans are kind of checking out on this football program. So there's a huge huge opportunity for BYU to go into this game against the Horned Frogs and go down there and get a win and be very, very big win. Now, uh, some of you probably stayed up like I did last night and watched uh, the incredible, incredible final minute and change of West Virginia-Houston. Houston stole something I thought BYU might be able to get, and that is having a become the first uh, newcomer to the conference, one of the new four newcomers to the conference, to beat a quote-unquote legacy program in the Big 12. Obviously, that Hail Mary that uh, Houston got with no time remaining, absolutely phenomenal play. But uh, I thought that BYU would have a great chance to become that team, to, the first team to get that legacy win. But alas, it is going to uh, reside with the Houston Cougars rather than the BYU Cougars. So big opportunity, obviously. I think the biggest thing for BYU is you need to find uh, some keys to the game, I guess, if you want me to break that down real quick, is BYU needs to continue to do what they were doing early on against Cincinnati. Any of you who rewatched that game or were watching intently saw a better product in terms of blocking for BYU on the offensive line. Aaron Roderick, BYU's offensive coordinator, said that they treated the bye week like going back to training camp and really just got after it and broke things down and got guys working on the basics, especially when it comes to the run game. So, I'm expecting an improved product in that regard. The other thing I'm expecting is for BYU to go down there brimming with confidence, thinking, okay, you know what? We haven't played a perfect football game yet this year. Let's go down and prove ourselves, get ourselves to 5-1 and one on the cusp of bowl eligibility, and really start making some noise in the Big 12 with a win like that. That would be the ideal scenario, it feels like, for BYU in this circumstance. Now, the defense is going to have to prove themselves. This is a very, very good running team in TCU, and BYU in their last two games in particular 
particular, has given up more than 200 yards rushing to both the Kansas Jayhawks and the Cincinnati Bearcats. You cannot afford to let that happen. If BYU holds TCU, I think under like 100 and, well, under 100 yards, I think would be a very clear win for, for BYU. Under 150 yards given up rushing, and obviously I think if BYU rushes for 100 or more, I think BYU stands a very, very good chance of going to TCU and getting, and getting that victory. I'm picking BYU to win this week, folks. I've, I've got a good feeling. Many of you who are longtime everydayers with us here on the podcast know that I'm very much a, a gut feeling guy, and I've got a very good feeling just about BYU going into this. Like I said, I don't necessarily have the stats to back it up, and I, I rarely do. I'm very much a, kind of how I feel about games. That's I'm just, I'll be that's how I that's how I go about it. I've got a good feeling for BYU this week. I think they get to 5-1. and one. They get the first ever Big 12 road win in Fort Worth. They move to 2-1 and one in the conference. And at that point, you're looking at Texas Tech a week from tomorrow in that homecoming game at 5 o'clock and thinking, okay, can we get to bowl eligibility to celebrate homecoming with a bunch of Big 12 uh, big wigs on campus? I'm expecting Brett Yormark as well as a number of the Big 12 uh head honchos, I guess, for lack of a better term, that'll be out here. They're calling it their, their, they're doing it for every new school in the conference. They're doing it for Cincinnati, for Houston, for UCF and BYU. It just so happens that next week would be BYU's chance. And if you get the win against TCU, you could really make a statement by beating Texas Tech on your home turf at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Get to 3-1 and one in the conference. Be among the upper echelon of the conference. And oh, by the way, already have clinched bowl eligibility and who knows what you might be able to be capable of at that point. The other underrated point about this is that Jay Hill also talked earlier this week about how big it is for BYU that the fact that they're playing three straight Texas teams uh, over the next three weeks, two of them being played in the Lone Star State, obviously this first game against TCU in Fort Worth, and then in two weeks' time they're in Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns, it, just in terms of the big opportunity for BYU on the recruiting trail. They want to get more guys out of Texas. They made a concerted effort to bring more talent from the Lone Star State to Utah. Well, playing your games down there and obviously having a good performance against those teams will go a long way to helping you build uh, that momentum and uh, I like I said this is a this is a big matchup for BYU because in many ways you win this game and then it, it just feels like it's a mere formality of what you could accomplish this season and especially with bowl eligibility you lose this game against a so-called uh, lesser than opponent who is struggling right now then it makes things really kind of you shake the 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 bogo, the boggle box again. You're like, okay, what is what's ultimately going to pan out here for BYU? So I said earlier this week, this feels like in some ways a must-win scenario for BYU. I still very much feel that way. It's going to be very important for BYU. I feel like to go to Fort Worth, establish themselves early in this game, control it, and obviously get out of there with a win. I'm expecting a very strong contingent of BYU fans, despite the uh, TCU's best efforts to uh, kind of ace BYU fans from getting into AMG Carter Stadium. Well, TCU fans are. Done Jumping tickets at an astronomical rate if any of you have checked the secondary market. So it's a big opportunity for thousands of you. I'm expecting thousands of BYU fans uh, to invade Fort Worth. And I'm expecting, as they say all the time, every game a home game for BYU. And it should be a fun one tomorrow afternoon. Well, two guys who will play a role in that game are two guys I had a, ca- a chance to catch up with uh, during a media availability earlier this week. We'll get to those conversations next. One with Marcus McKenzie on the defensive side of the football. Also, a uh, special teams, just absolute star for BYU right now. And then Ian Fitzgerald for the BYU offensive line. Seeing an uptick in his playing time of late. We'll talk with both of those guys as we continue on here momentarily with Locked On Cougars. Now, a quick word on our friends over at Lee. 
LinkedIn. We've been talking about LinkedIn a lot over the past uh, little bit. The best part is about LinkedIn is these days, every new potential hire for your small business, if you're a hiring manager or you're the owner, it feels like a high stakes wager. It really, and you want to be hundred percent certain you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you guys need to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs help you find the right people for your team. More importantly, they do it faster and for free. All you got to do is go on uh, to LinkedIn jobs, set up uh, the job profile that you're looking to hire for, then add that job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to help spread the word that you're hiring. They've got simple tools like screening questions, making it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and ultimately hire. And it's why small businesses are rating LinkedIn jobs right now, number one, in delivering uh, quality hires versus their leading competitors. So get started today with LinkedIn jobs. It helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free right now at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post that job for free once again. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. They have a new thing called uh, Learn and Earn. They are featuring uh, right now what it is. They're paying your family to learn about financial topics. All of us need to be smarter about money. We all get that. But the best part about what UCCU is offering is inside their mobile banking app, you can go in and get these bite-sized lessons on different financial topics. The best part is you complete a lesson, you earn points to be accrued, and you can be uh, redeemed for gift cards to a number of different retailers, Nike, Walmart, Sephora, uh, and a gazillion others, it feels like, in so many different ways. The best part is with it being on the app, you can do it anywhere. It's mobile. Anytime, anywhere, you can sit down and do it. And it's got age-appropriate content for every member of the family. So get started today. You can track all your progress just inside the app there and do it and compete really head-to-head with your family members and collect those points and obviously get those gift cards as well. It's all courtesy of UCCU, of course, your friends, uh, part of their Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program. It's an award-winning program helping kids, teens, and and, and adults get smarter about their finances together. That's the whole goal. It's all courtesy of UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Lockdown Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for making it a part of your routine. Thank you for being everydayers. Obviously, a number of you out there, thousands of you, I guess I should say, are, are, are listening to us every day. Uh, and I'm not going to lie. It's stunning to me some of the people that I have learned in the recent past who listen to this show. Uh, I got to give a big shout out to Ty Mattingly, a former BYU legend in his own right, a great player during his heyday with the Cougars. And uh, Ty actually stopped me at practice earlier this week and said, Jake, I watch your podcast all the time and I was like I, I was like what hold on we need to slow down real quick Ty Mattingly like he played for BYU during the heyday in the 1980s was a great player in his own right uh, I actually know him through some high school football connections my younger brother etc uh, but guys like if Ty Mattingly's watching this show it, it just makes me like oh geez I gotta I gotta be a little smarter and a little better about how I do how I do my work but it's awesome, and I appreciate each and every one of you for your support of the podcast, and it allows me, honestly, uh, to bring what we're going to do right now is the chance to get out to practice, talk with these BYU football players, uh, get them one-on-one, obviously a conversation with them, and let you guys get to know them a little bit better as well. So let's start off uh, with Marcus McKenzie. Now, Marcus is a special team star right now for BYU. Absolutely phenomenal. His ability to get down the field, make uh, open field tackles on punt uh, coverage is absolutely uh, the stuff of legend right now for BYU. We had a great chat about that. We also talked about him uh, continuing to emerge in the defensive secondary, playing for Gennaro Guilford as well as Jay Hill in this BYU defense. So without further ado, here you go. Uh, Marcus McKenzie with myself earlier this week, right here on Locked on Cougars. You were a cornerback, obviously, on the roster, but you've become like the special team's ace. Is this something that you did like 
growing up or is this something that's a new addition to your repertoire? I would definitely say it's new. Okay. You know, they put me on special teams on kickoff and everything in high school, but Coach Pop gave me a chance to go down and make a play, so. What, what, what does it all entail to be able to go do what you've done so far on special teams? It's just an awesome opportunity. I mean, I got great teammates that set me up perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like the punt, if the punt wasn't in the air for 10 seconds, you know, I wouldn't get down <laughs> there in time. So, yeah, yeah definitely. And J, uh, not J Rob, sorry, Jacob Born, Born yeah. is um, right there with me yeah. down there. So, yeah. well, and here, as gunners, you guys have a very important job. I see you down there and uh, force the return of where you guys want them to go. Is, is there strategy to all that, obviously, going into each punt? Or do they tell you, hey, we're just general and going into game, we're going, we're going this direction? Oh, there's a lot of strategy behind it, okay. for sure. Yeah, lots of. Um, Assessment from what we saw on film to what we were going to do this game and certain scenarios. So it's yeah, it's really planned out. So how important is it that Ryan has that monster leg and really? Oh, it's, it helped. The teams when Ryan even some people don't even notice, but when Ryan might not put it in the place he wants mm -hmm. wants to put it. You know, teams wish they could have, you know, the bad punt Ryan has. So sure. you know, he's he's amazing. So what what is your forty type? I haven't taken official 40 actually. Okay, so you, yeah. you 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 don't you don't know. I don't Nick. know yet. Yeah, well, I'll, so I'll find I, out though. <laughs> eventually. Well, I think a lot of people look at it like he's able to get on the field so fast, but it does help with the hang time, obviously. That oh goes yeah. Into all mm -hmm. that. Now, what's it been like working with Coach Pop and special teams and all that? I mean, not just Coach Pop, but everyone. They have sure. an intensity, mm -hmm. and especially Coach Pop. You know, he wants perfection, and he makes us realize how important special teams is mm -hmm. and starting field position. It really. What it comes down to is that's what wins you the game, is starting field position, or, or gives you great, great odds to win the game. So yeah, Average starting field position yeah. is a huge stat. Mm -hmm. That and turnover margin, it feels like, are oh, yeah. two of the crazy things. Now, you're also playing on in, on defense. What's it been like working with Coach Guilford? So awesome. So <laughs> awesome. And and my teammates, you know, they, they're they able to be a great example to me, mm -hmm. and when I'm getting the reps, they're able to coach me. All of them, Coach, coach Guilford and all the corners, you know, they're super awesome. I've talked with Eddie in particular, and he talked about the fact that the fact that he's he's played in this defense for Jay Hill and him coming down. He, he said, "I've taken on this role of being able to teach guys what they need to do in that." Has he done that with you? Oh yeah, he still is. You know, I learn something from him every day, honestly. <laughs> like but, yeah. what? What do you mean, like every day? Like what's he pointing out? Like just different. Oh yeah, tips? so from from like small things to things that I keep doing now that's helped my game. Okay. You know, it's just it's like just little tips and and uh, what will put me in the best position. You know? Is the same thing with Camden? Oh yeah, all, all the, like it's yeah. it's awesome. Like the the environment here yeah. is just amazing. The, and there's pretty healthy competition with all you guys because mm -hmm, you, you, you're obviously looking for playing time. But is that part of the reason you've taken on your special teams roles, like just a chance to get on the field and show what you're capable? Well, of I'm doing? just glad Coach Pop gave me the chance. Okay, for sure. But yeah, I just you know keep working, keep learning the technique, and hope <laughs> to get that opportunity. On what do you like most about this defense? The pressure, okay, and the, how coach trusts the corners to you know play man, and we could get pressure to the football. I like that a lot. It's something that BYU hasn't had a lot in their history. Obviously, is having yeah, nice man up. coverage. Is that it, the the it's changing? Obviously, yeah. mm -hmm. is that something you prefer? Were you a guy, you were playing defense all growing up? If mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken, your oh, yeah, I, I like man a lot better. <laughs> well, it depends on situation, but sure. definitely man is fun to play. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you and your brother, obviously, your brother's serving a mission right mm -hmm. now. You guys had probably a lot of epic backyard battles, I'm guessing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. It was good competition. I mean, not having him for this time is definitely hard because all our lives we've just had someone we can compete with. Sure. That's really close to our skill level the whole time. So, yeah. Did that help bring the best out of both of you guys? Oh, yeah, think? definitely. It was just iron sharpens iron. Okay.
<laughs> That's awesome. Uh, last thing for me is your dad is a legend around these parts. He played running back, obviously, here. What did he tell you about BYU before getting here versus what you've experienced so far? What he told me was you just have to experience it. There's no words that can really tell you. He said it's a great experience, uh -huh. but it's so hard to explain. You just have to go through it. And I know what it means now that I'm here. It's so Not, hard to you've, you've, I know what it means like to be here now. What, what does it mean? To be a cougar? Uh-huh. To you personally, I guess. To me personally? Okay, yeah. I guess if I try, try to sum it up, yeah. um, it's just setting me up for to be an amazing father, amazing football player, mm -hmm. setting me up for the rest of my life, you know. The coaches around here are awesome. There you go, Marcus McKenzie, BYU cornerback. You heard him talk about the fact he's, he didn't really play special teams all that much uh, growing up, and he's just kind of adapted to the role. But, folks, I, I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. If he continues to excel in that role alone, just as the special teams ace that he is, he can make the NFL in that role alone. Matthew Slater is going to go down as one of the great special teams uh, players of all time. He played, he's played, I think, his entire career, if I'm not mistaken, for the New England Patriots. If you don't know the name Matthew Slater, I don't blame you, but he's a special team savant. He is absolutely legendary for his special teams ability. There are guys who can make a healthy living making NFL money by being special teams players. The best part about Marcus is he's just scratching the surface of what he can do as a defensive back for BYU. So the the, the special teams element is just an added bonus to what he can bring to the table and obviously his brother Dominique once he gets home from his mission uh, will be adding to BYU on offense and obviously having those two playing together uh, will be really really fun as well. So big thanks to Marcus uh, for taking the time to join us here and now it's time to flip over to the offensive side of the football a guy similar to Marcus who is seeing more and more reps as the season goes along is Ian Fitzgerald obviously a former right tackle from Missouri State uh, came to BYU as a grad transfer during the winter was part of BYU from essentially January on went through spring ball and the like and the question was would he able to be able to lock down a starting position for BYU well to start the year it did not work out that way then Waylon Lapuaho got injured against Kansas and they inserted uh, Fitzgerald into the lineup I think he's acquitted himself pretty well, all things considered, uh, as he also makes a position change to the interior of BYU's offensive line. We talked about that position change, what's different uh, playing tackle versus guard, and a whole lot more. And of course, we'll get to that right now, right here on Locked On Cougars. Ian, obviously you were in addition to this roster as a grad transfer coming in from Missouri State. What's the experience been like so far for you? Uh, overall, it's been a, a huge growing experience, you know, bringing in a bunch of transfers uh, from all over the yeah. United States. Uh, getting this team ready to go in fall camp and, and spring ball when I came in, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with how we've come together. And, and that was the biggest thing was growing as a team, you know, uh, becoming one. If I'm not mistaken, you played right tackle your entire, entire time at Missouri State and you've moved inside here at BYU. How big of a, an adapt, ad, adaptation has been that for you? Um, yeah, it's, it's been a change for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so a learning curve for sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I played the last four years at right tackle, a little bit of left tackle uh, uh, for one of those years. Okay. Um, but yeah, playing inside, especially in a new system altogether, it's all been new. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've had my work cut out for me. I've had people who've played tackle tell me you learn to operate in space as a tackle. Yeah, you know what I mean? for sure. Outside. And then when you go inside, yeah. you're boxed in essentially. For sure. Is, is that, am I right in that Yeah, assessor? pretty accurate. <laughs> I would say the, the biggest difference aside from space is speed. Okay. Because uh, I always worry about, you know, on the edge. Yeah. You got some pretty fast guys uh, coming off the edge. 
So I always thought, get to my spot before they do. Okay. At guard, you don't need to really worry about leaving too fast because mm -hmm. then you're, you're leaving the, the yeah. center at Jeopardy, and <laughs> I've learned that the hard way. Okay. <laughs> well, we've seen you get more playing time as the season progressed here. How yeah. has that been? Obviously, I know you were a kid that came here expecting to play quite a bit, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I get in where I fit in. That's, mm -hmm. that's my whole mentality. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a guy that's available at any point in time. I've been playing all four positions across the line, mm -hmm. left tackle all the way to right tackle. Yeah. So. I'm here to play uh, wherever I fit wherever I fit in. What's it been like adapting to working with guys like Connor and Paul and these guys on the interior? Yeah, no, Paul's been a great asset. Connor, uh, of course, since uh, Connor was here when, when I got here first in January and then meeting Paul, bringing Paul into yeah. the system a bit. Uh, those are two great additions uh, and really advance your football knowledge because those guys, they, they love it. They, they, they breathe football. Uh, <laughs> so just being around them daily, you know, they, they rub off on you. Now, Kingsley's a guy that you've oper operated alongside there at left. Mm. People talk about him being a top-shelf NFL draft prospect. Yeah. You see that from him in your in your eyes? Yeah, for sure. You know, that's a guy, that's another guy that's just about a bit his business. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he comes in, treats it like a job. He's very professional about everything he does, and, yeah, it's fun to play with him. Now, you guys are headed to TCU this week. Kicks off a three-game swing of playing Texas teams. Mm -hmm. What are your expectations from the Horned Frogs? Uh, from the Horned Frogs, you know, that's a very talented group up front. Uh, we, we've been learning them all week, and especially with the bye week, we've yeah. had extra time to get on them. Mm -hmm. uh, not expecting an easy game by, by no means, so we got our work cut out for us, but we're excited to get after it. Did you watch them at all last year in that run to the national title game? Yeah, a little bit. I think okay. everyone had to. Sure. You know, that was the last team playing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, unintentionally, we yeah, yeah. I, I watched them a little bit. Are they any different ver last year versus this year from what you've seen on film at all? Uh, for sure. You know, they had a lot of guys, uh, you know, go to the league yeah. last year. A lot of people left. It's a, it's a new team up front. They've got a couple of returners uh, that we've been able to get film off of from last year. But we're not, we're not going into this thinking we're playing last year's TCU. We're completely focused on what they've put on tape this year. Talk about the bye week. How was your bye week? What did you do? Uh, my bye week was pretty good. I, I uh, adventured out to some uh, hot springs down in southern oh, Utah. Okay. That was All my right. first time with that. That's what I did. Got out, got out of town a little bit, relaxed. Exploring the state a little up. bit. Then. Yeah, exactly. Well, very cool. Ian, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, of course. There you go, Ian Fitzgerald, and a big thank you to him. And once again, a big thank you to Marcus McKenzie for taking the time. Big thank you to BYU Sports Information, obviously, for arranging those interviews. And it's always fun to get to know these young men. You can tell that they are uh, guys who are appreciative of being at BYU. You heard Marcus talk about the fact that the BYU experience is unlike anything. Uh, he can't really, he just had a hard time really verbalizing. We talked about the fact that he's like, just set me up for everything I want to do in my future. And I think Ian Fitzgerald, uh, in many respects, feels that same way. Way and I appreciate these guys being being willing to tell their stories. And the uh, hope is that Ian will continue to improve, obviously, in his role as a guard for BYU in this lineup. Uh, here's the thing. He very easily, if the tackle position continues to be a, an unstable position, especially a right tackle for BYU, it would not surprise me that if, if, if it continues to be a problem for BYU. And what I mean by problem is if Caleb Etienne, uh, he wasn't working out, they inserted Brady Kime in there. And if for whatever reason I think Braden Kime doesn't work out, they very well might say, okay, Ian, you play right tackle at the FCS level. Let's get you out there on the on the edge and see what you're capable of doing. He's got the experience there, obviously, and we'll see how it all shakes out, but uh, good to have him just kind of embracing everything about being a BYU. He's getting a graduate degree. Uh, he may not be playing as, probably as much as he, in his heart of hearts, wants to be playing, but you heard him talk about the fact, I just want to be playing high-level football, and he's getting that opportunity to do that with the BYU football program. So, big thank you once again to both of those young men for taking the time to join us here on the show. Uh, we are going to wrap things up coming up here in just a 
some moment, a couple of uh, thoughts on the weekend ahead for BYU sports that we will get to. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel's been working with us for months. They are a big, big part of uh, the network, of this channel, of the college channel uh, for Locked On. The best part about it is FanDuel wants to help you guys out. Stamp into action with this NFL season with FanDuel's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Simple as that. You bet 5 bucks, you get $200 in bonus bets back, and it's win or lose. Even if you lose the 5 bucks, they're still giving you the 200 bucks to play around with. That's the best part about it. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is literally no better time uh, to get in on the action. There's uh, The app is easy to use, really simple, straightforward. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and many, many more. So take advantage now. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style with our friends at FanDuel, their official partner of the NFL. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you uh, for joining us all week long. It's been fun to be back in the saddle this week. Uh, by the way, big thank you to all of you once again for the well wishes for my son. Uh, he is thriving so far that he's been home, so thank you for the support in that regard. It's been uh, awesome to hear some of the responses. Now, uh, some of you have asked how you can donate uh, to just to the show. They're not just say donating, donating to my son. Uh, if you guys do uh, sincerely want to donate to the show and help us do this, and uh, obviously put into a fund to uh, do other things right here on the podcast, uh, just uh, reach out to me via email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com will be the easiest way. Uh, I don't necessarily want to throw out the my uh, my Venmo, uh, I guess my my uh, what, username right now uh, over air because I just, I'm, I'm wary. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm also a guy who's very, uh, we can ask my wife about this and any of my family members that know me well. I'm very reticent to say I I want people's, um, I don't know how to say it. Charity is probably the wrong term. I just don't want to feel like I'm a burden on other people. I guess the one thing about this, I, I like to work for my money. That's, that's probably another thing about it. But uh, if you guys do want to be a, part, a bigger part of the show, and it is a big part of it, obviously. Every show out there is asking for donations. But it's, it's a crazy time out there. If you have the means to do so and you want to be a bigger part of the show and want to help contribute to it, just reach out to me via email. I'll give you my Venmo tag and uh, my Venmo username, and uh, we can go from there. But I really do appreciate the, the – uh, there's five I can think of at the top of my head who have reached out very via, very, via various means uh, to ask me about that. They want me to throw it up uh, here on YouTube on the screen or uh, put it out there. Uh, I just – right now I'm, I'm not – I'm not 100% com- comfortable uh, doing that quite yet. Maybe I will. I'm have to. I'll think about it. But uh, if you do want to reach out, we'd love to have you guys help support the show. And thank you once again for all the support. It truly, it's been you guys have you guys created a really really cool community here, and it's really fun uh, to have hundreds, if not thousands, of you who are who are just a, a part of this. And we're continuing to grow. Obviously, more and more people finding the show on a daily basis. So thank you for all the support. It really does uh, mean the world to me. And like I said earlier, guys like Ty Mattingly you're watching this show I feel like I'm I'm I do not uh, measure up in my mind uh, to their ability to break down the game but I do my best so a uh, big thank you for all the support all right couple of notes real quick before we go on today's show congratulations to the number eight ranked BYU women's soccer team they crushed Oklahoma State three uh, nothing last night snapping an eight game uh, win streak or home win streak for the Cowboys in the process of the Cowgirls I guess I should say in this circumstance but a big win for BYU congratulations to them also BYU women's vault 
Volleyball. They're uh, taking on Texas Tech tonight and tomorrow night. It's a back-to-back home set for BYU and Big 12 Women's Volleyball. Cougars ranked number 9 in the country. Uh, looks like they should be able to get two wins over the weekend. Obviously, those will be both be at the Smith Fieldhouse. 7 o'clock start on both of those. If you want to get out to the Smith Fieldhouse and watch them, you can do that. Also, men's cross-country is in action today. Speaking of Friday... 11 a.m. Uh, Mountain Time at the Nutty Comb uh, Wisconsin Invitational while the women's team is out in uh, West, uh, out, not West Virginia. They're in Virginia at the University of Virginia for the uh, Cross Country 23 Pre-Nationals uh, meet. That'll be tomorrow morning uh, 8.30 on Saturday and obviously BYU and TCU uh, in football kicking off at 1.30 on ESPN. Huge platform for BYU. The whole thing about BYU being a vampire and uh, needing to play night games to succeed. I said it earlier on today's show. I've got a good feeling about BYU. My score prediction, I'd say something like BYU 31, TCU 25, something like that. I think BYU can go get the win, folks. I, I really do. The other thing about this is if the run game's not running, if it's not working right out of the shoot for BYU, well, why don't you just throw the ball to set up the run? That's You can do that philosophically. And I talked to Aaron Roderick. I asked him the question during media availability or this week. You heard him talking about it. We've had, we, he said, we have had to do that in games this year. Uh, throw the ball to set up the run. Well, you know what? Embrace it. Just make it part of who you are. I know that BYU wants to be the hard-nosed, physical football team who can jam it down people's throats. You know what? This may not be the year for that. So I've got a good feeling for BYU, and obviously we'll see how it all shakes out. But it should be a fun one tomorrow. We'll have a postcast edition for you tomorrow evening as soon as I finish my radio responsibilities hosting the BYU pre- and post-game show for the KSL Sports Zone. If you want to tune into that, uh, we're on an hour ahead of the game, so that'll be at uh, 1230 Mountain Time. Uh, Check us out on 97.5 FM, 1280 AM. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys, and also the post-game will be taking calls and the like. I'll be with Alex Keery of KSL the KSL Sports Zone as well, uh, co-hosting that program. I'd love to have you guys tune in. And obviously, we'll have a postcast uh, for you guys tomorrow evening with some of my thoughts more in depth of what I took away from the game. And we're off and rolling, folks. So uh, fun to have BYU back at it. Looking forward to the game tomorrow. And a big thank you once again for your guys' support of the podcast. A little longer edition today on the show. I had planned to split it up into two shows, but I just didn't have the time to knock it in, to split it into two. So you know what? We're going to have an extra long Friday edition. And a big thank you all the same for your support of the podcast as always until tomorrow with the postcast edition obviously and if you uh, don't check that out we'll be back on Monday for sure a big thank you for once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day and thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast see ya